righty then, what do you say we get things fired off here tonight? Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio. Joe Chisholm right here in the Race Time Radio studio, along with Joe Chisholm Jr. right over there. They What's can't see where you're pointing. going on over there? I'm, o- I'm over here on the left side. You doing okay or what? I'm doing great. Man, what a cup race. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was stretched out. Well, I mean when was. you when you talk about uh when you talk about Richmond, I mean yeah. it's normal. Long green flag runs, lots of stretched out racing. Um but you know, when you put those guys in the well, you put any racers in the situation where you need to save tires, <laughs> it creates good racing. Well and, it and, did. You know, towards the end of the race, uh uh, sure enough, man, they they uh, they called it around the lap four hundred mark or, or three hundred mark um, that uh, it was going to be uh, you know it was it was going to you know all funnel together and and I thought for sure I was like ooh I don't know this yeah. looks like uh, this looks like Blaney's race and uh, you know as as the race kind of uh, unfolded if you will uh, came into a. Uh, a Pretty pretty decent little finish there. I heard Mike Joy mention today that uh, the 12 car has led every single cup race so far this year. Yeah. Every one of them. Yep. And today now with Denny Hamlin winning it, that uh, breaks the um, uh, the Gibbs, the Gibbs drought, if you will. Yeah. If if you want to call it a drought. Yeah, if you want to call it a drought, for sure. When yeah. you uh, when you look at it, I found a really interesting statistic this weekend, and that was A.J. Allmendinger was the only Xfinity guy that had finished in the top 10 every race. So um, on the Xfinity side. Yeah, he's um, been running really good this yeah. year. Yeah, and now we're talking about NASCAR stuff. Right. I was pretty vocal about it. Mm-hmm. I know you and I talked about it. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the finish over at uh, at at Richmond not not on a legality standpoint as a fan I didn't like the finish yeah you know like the, there was nothing wrong with it in the rule book there was nothing wrong with it uh, NASCAR didn't do anything wrong uh, you know really the only guy that did something wrong um in my eyes and it's this is opinion based but uh, uh you know when you look at the different affiliations that are in the sport um it creates sticky situations and, and unfortunately it created one um, it was a polarizing win for young Ty Gibbs oh, on yes, Saturday. Today. I see where you're going now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going. Like, whereabouts are you heading with this one? <laughs> I know what you're talking about now. John yeah. the Hunter, not real happy at the end of that. No, and really, when you look at uh, at you know the the finish in in Saturday's Xfinity race, John Hunter, I think it's it's not news to anybody in the sport. Um, he's part time. He's fighting for his life, if you will. Um, you know, to uh, to get into good equipment every single time that he gets the opportunity, and uh, you know, he's fighting to uh, to remain there uh, at the top tier or the top three tiers of the sport. He had a fast car yesterday. He, I mean, he did everything right. He saved his stuff. Um, you know, the the grandson of of uh, of Joe Gibbs. Um, uh, you know, was out there leading. Ty Ty Gibbs doing a great job. He drove a whale of a race. Mm. Um, just his teammate saved a little better than him, and and you could see it. You know, the uh, eighteen flip the switch, and and uh, it was like he had you know a hundred extra horsepower, and drove up there and drove up to the back bumper of the fifty four, and and uh, never touched him. Nope. You know, he played the cards right. Um, he raced him like a teammate. Then the 54 and then shipped him. The 54 <laughs> used him up and hit him multiple times to get it back. And, and uh, you know, I if I was John Hunter, I'd obviously be mad too. Any teammate in that situation, um, really difficult. Um, but I think the biggest thing that stood out and, and was the most polarizing thing to the fan base is the fact that 
you know that it's Ty Gibbs. You know that it's you know he's the sacred one on the team, right? Yep. yep. I mean, he's family. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. The only difference is you have to understand that as a driver. You have to know that those are your circumstances. Yeah. And you can choose one of two doors. You can choose I don't care, or I want to be a a respected member. You know, within of within the, the garage family. area of the yeah. family of yeah, yeah. of the team, et cetera, et cetera. I feel that that little move that he did is going to be polarizing to not only the fan base but as well the team. And you know, it 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 definitely shows that he's willing to do anything to win. Yep. Some people really respect that. It, it also shows that he doesn't care who's in the way or or what is happening within the organization yeah um in order to get that now i'm not saying don't race him hard no i'm not saying don't bump him no yeah. i'm saying and don't he's gonna. i'm saying don't ship him yeah and like you know the way that it there was no That's there was no reason though, too. there was no reason that they couldn't have raced it out to the line i think that gibbs still had the advantage you know they could have raced it out to the line and and maybe bounced off each other's doors and and put on a show still for the fans. Yeah, uh, inexperience. Uh, inexperience. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, that there, you know, it, it, I think is going to be a learning moment for Ty Gibbs. I think it's it's definitely a learning moment for John Hunter Nemechek. Yeah. I think that everybody took note of what and how John Hunter Nemechek handled the situation, and I think he did a great uh, job with it. Think back to CTMP when John Hunter was in a truck. He did the same thing, only opposite, Right. John Hunter was you the can, one that was doing the shipping, I'm, and I'm, it cost. I'm okay yeah. well, if it's two drivers in the same situation yeah, yeah. Or, or under the same contract guidelines, under the same team. I don't care what the what the circumstances are. Mm. The, the polarizing thing is is that you got a part-timer, and you've got a guy that is a lifer. Yeah. And and the guy that's the lifer, that's a guaranteed lifer. Right. Um. It, that's always going to be a polarizing thing to the fan base. Now, I could be wrong. I, I know that I am. There's a solid number of people that that definitely agree with me on on social media. <laughs> um. But uh, you know, it's this is talk radio. We're talking about racing, so why not have an opinion here and there? And uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I got one. No, and that's good. That's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. Let me tell you who we got coming on this show tonight. And Joe, do we have? A stacked lineup tonight. Uh, we're going to get things fired off uh, right after break one. We've got Alex Tagley and he's going to join us, of course, heading into the NASCAR Pinty series. We'll get Tag's perspective on what things are looking like in April of 2022 and heading into another brand new season. Uh, we're really excited to get Tags on the show. Haven't spoke to him since, well, the end of 2021. So Alex is going to be coming up. We'll also hear from Matt Vaughn, driver of the Zero Car in that East Coast International Pro Stock Tour out on Canada's East Coast. Uh, Matt Vaughn getting that Zero Car all ready to go. And we're going to check in with him tonight. A uh, big happening uh, just last night for Mike Hreniak and his group of guys. Uh, they had a big preseason party. Uh, yeah, it sounds like the boys had a great time out there, Junior, down in London. And we're going to catch up tonight with Mike Hreniak, Junior. He is going to join the show tonight. Of course, you're going to run 
the Ontario Sportsman Series. A lot of momentum heading into the series for the guys. And uh, they got the 15 bunch looking real good. Now, do we have Mike Jr. or Mike Sr.? No, Jr. We've got Junior on. We okay. have Junior on. I, I, that's that's the question. That's when I looked okay. at when I looked at the website, it looked like the owner was well, coming on, and we were going to be talking about Mike Senior. And we were. And then it said we driver were. beside it, and I was like, "Huh, maybe we're going to talk to both of them." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we're going to be cool. talking to. I think it was in Windsor as well. Was oh, it? was it? A, I, I thought be, it was. I in, believe that their that their in party London. was in was in was in Windsor, but but regardless, down down on that side of of southern Ontario. Um, but yeah, they've got a lot of great stuff rolling. Uh, I know that they they did their paint scheme unveil. Um, they made a big deal about it, and and they have for the last couple of years. And and you know, I've seen some of the guest speakers that they had. Uh, you know, from Southern Ontario Motor Speedway uh, as well. You know, the the part owner, uh, 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 Mr. Hall, and uh, all those guys. Uh, it, great job on them. Uh, wow. Pre race, pre race, uh, or pre season uh, fundraiser spotlight uh, party. Uh, unveiling party, <laughs> if you will, and uh, uh, just a, a a really neat thing that that they have done uh it's now what this has got to be the fourth annual oh um, i would think so if not uh, more preseason party for these guys and and uh you know hats off to them they they do a great job with it we will ask the question tonight of mike jr uh and then in hour two jr we are going to head off to canada's west coast of course preparing for the western rattler 300 coming up at penticton bc at the end of the month we have got a couple more drivers that are going to be in that race or hoping to get into that race. First up, we'll talk to Daryl uh, Orrath. And Daryl is uh, out there in Prince George, B.C. He's going to join us. And also in hour two, Tony Lambert is going to have his race car ready to fly. And we're going to meet Tony tonight on the show. Uh, we haven't met either of these drivers on Race Time Radio. We're looking forward to doing so tonight. A couple of little housekeeping things here before we get too far in. Valley Raceway Jr. out there in Nova Scotia, dirt track. Uh, it's got some excitement going to happen. That's as much as I can tell you. Uh, but uh, you're going to know the names that are getting involved at that speedway. Uh, there's going to be some big news, let me tell you that much. Uh, we will find out more about that and actually get some of the principals on here next week as we look down the road. But some big things happening at Valley Raceway out there on Canada's East Coast. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's pretty cool to see, you know, um, racetracks and, and uh, you know, they, they go into uh, tough spots and, and, you know, there's always, uh, you know, somebody standing in the wings ready to, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, sh show off their ideas. And, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's a successful program nine times out of ten and, and uh, looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, everything come to life. And, uh, you know, from talking off air, it seems like it's going to be a really good deal oh, um, yeah. it's uh um, it's, gonna it's gonna be neat for sure austin mcdonald we all know austin driver the 13 king freight uh number 13 junior you uh sent me that text last night that 13 car did not look well uh wrecked wrecked beyond wrecked if you want to call it that uh young austin was it uh thompson Man uh, thompson manitoba there is thompson manitoba he was in thompson connecticut uh, that 13 car, uh, something broke in the front end, Austin told me. And, man, did he destroy that car. Good to see 
Austin's okay. The number 13 machine, not so good. They are staying in the U.S. They still have more races to run. Uh, they didn't quite know whether they were going to be able to put that car back together. Don't think they can. Um, but you never know. He's got a great crew and Andrew Hicken and, of course, his grandfather, Roland McDonald. If anybody can get that car put back together, uh, it's those guys. So uh, they are staying stateside for now. They still got a couple more races to run. Uh, but young Austin McDonald, uh, good to see he is okay. Car isn't. Tim Terry made a big announcement, Junior. He's going to have the action from Scotia Speed World this year uh, all season long on uh, Tim's Corner TV. So fans can look forward to catching uh, Timmy's stuff. I imagine we'll get in touch with Tim uh, in short order and find out all the details on that. Uh, Tim Norris was announced today as the race director at Flamborough Speedway. That's big news. Uh, at Flamborough, Tim Norris, a uh, guy that's been around this sport for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the uh, uh, the director portion, it was up in the air there. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, glad to see um, uh, them fill the role for sure early on in the season here. Um, and Tim, you know, definitely he's got laps, you know, <laughs> he understands that joint. Oh yeah. He understands, you know, what has worked and what hasn't. And, uh, um, you know, it takes that, it takes that to, uh, to be a, uh, a solid race director. And, and, uh, you know, when you look at, uh, at the changes that Flamborough has, uh, you know, kind of went through during the off season, I think that, uh, they're shaping up to have a great season over there. They you know, sure Gary are. Calling and, uh, his bunch, uh, I think that uh, there's a lot to look forward to out of the Flamborough camp, and and there's some big races to come. Oh, Man, look Drysdale at their triple crowns, all, triple coming, crowns up. all yep. coming up. They've got a fifty thousand dollar enduro race that uh, <laughs> uh, is just a, a wild event uh, coming down the pipeline, and uh, you know just they've got a whole pile of really neat events, and and uh, I think Tim is going to be a massive addition to that uh, to, to that camp. I was texting just the other day with Mike James. You know Mike James. Of course, Eastbound International Speedway out in Newfoundland. He is all giddy. There's something up. We don't know what it is, but it's coming. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be some big news happening out there at Eastbound. I know we'll have Mike James on the show as things unfold, uh, but I'll tell you something right now. He was one excited individual the other day when I was uh, texting back and forth with Mike. It sounds like things are coming together real good for them. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just to add to that Flamborough news, uh, Kelly Hallett as well was announced as the um, as the uh, tech director over there at oh, really? uh, at Flamborough. I've seen that news as well, and that's uh, that's that's big news as well. Um, it's it's going to be really interesting. Absolutely, CTMP has got uh, Victoria Fest coming up. The long weekend. We'll have more about that as we get closer. Heard from Sam last week. Uh, we got more developments on that uh, coming forward. Gary Elliott, another guy that I was in touch with over the course of the week. Gary Elliott uh, is going to be celebrating 50 years next year with Quaker State. With Quaker State, he has got a die-cast car coming out. Talk about a special, and I don't mean the odd one. He has got a, a beautiful-looking die-cast coming out. It will be, um, it is really going to be history making. Uh, You'll want to keep your eye. If you uh, follow Gary now, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, 
follow Gary Elliott. He runs the Pro Stock Tour out on the East Coast. Uh, Gary Elliott's got some big stuff coming. We're going to get him on the show, and we'll find out exactly what is uh, all unfolding for him. But I know he's got this uh, commemorative diecast car coming out. Uh, you're going to want to get your hands on one. Truly, a limited number will be out, uh, but it'll be kind of cool to catch up with Gary uh, in a couple of weeks here. We're going to hit this first break, and when we get back here, Alex Tagliani is going to join us. We'll talk NASCAR Pindies and continue with our season preview with one of the best right here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. Hello, race fans. This is Adam Andretti, and you're listening to the best with Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super Red Pro Lay Model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and super pro late models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the street stock 100 and a super pro late model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at Racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. Making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. Got all Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow. The thrill of the race. Way sideways. 
You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. All right, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight, uh, live right here on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks. Let's get to the hotline, shall we? And welcome in our first guest of the night. I always look forward to catching up with this guy. Uh, truly one of our shining lights in Canada, a true pro. He has taken the pull for the Indianapolis 500. He has been there. He has done that. He has won races, and he's about to go out and uh, wow us one more time in 2022. Let's welcome in Alex Tagliani, driver of the number 18 in the NASCAR Penny Series. What's going on tonight there, Alex? How are you? Not much, you guys. How are you doing? Doing real good. So how's the offseason treated you? Offseason's good been uh, very very busy uh seems like uh, there's always something to do uh with the with the karting center um and uh yeah lots of work but uh and the and the winter is very long i feel like uh for some reason this one uh it's uh it's it's longer than uh what i would have liked but uh overall uh keeping busy Alex, you always seem to plan a dynamite season, and it takes time to put it all together. How How is 2020 looking for you? Or 2022, I should say. How is it looking for you? I, I can well imagine uh, you have got another smoking season coming up. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's been a work in progress. Um, <clears throat> obviously, um, you know, uh, last year, we uh we felt uh you know kind of, kind of like we 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 left with some unfinished business uh we were in the hunt uh, all season long and uh we got ourselves in in really good position uh for the finale and um and uh it was kind of an horrible weekend uh with three races uh in two days and uh and uh, basically, we lost uh, the possibility of winning the championship. Uh, so coming in, leading the championship uh, there, and uh, leaving um, uh, without the honor was um, was not fun, I think, for anybody. Um, <clears throat> and I think uh, for me, uh, where I am in, in in my career, I think uh, I I like the pleasure to see the guys, you know, really being happy from results. And um, and uh, I didn't get that. So, um, you know, overall, uh, over the winter, I've been thinking a lot uh, and I've uh, been working with uh, with Scott and 22 Racing for uh, putting together something. <clears throat> There's still some, um, some little pieces of the puzzle that we need to attach to get everything sorted out. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, if... Uh, if, if I do it, uh, I'm going to do it right, and I'm going to do it with, uh, you know, all the resources and, and everything we can to, uh, to 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 try to win the championship. Um, obviously, uh, we came in, we came 
really close so many times with this team and uh and um you know i think it would be nice to win it uh, been enjoying you know my time with them uh a lot so uh you know i i think we need to do it the the right way and uh we're just you know in the final stages of uh trying to put everything together Oh, uh, awesome to hear, and I know fans will love to hear that from coast to coast. Uh, you know, you got to take last year and put it in the rearview mirror. That's where it is. There's nothing you can do to change it. Uh, but, Alex, you were a byproduct of, uh, you know, a, of a pandemic season where they jammed everything into one weekend uh, to try and make this up for that uh, and consequently, and, and we've seen it happen in the past where, you know, you get double features and, uh, you know, there's different things that can take place. And for a guy that is in a championship uh, and, you know, you, you, like a fairly commanding lead, uh, all you got to have is one bad day. Uh, if that would have been a regular race weekend, it would have been one bad day. You still would have come out the other side of it in good shape. But the way it was laid out. Uh, you know, one bad day turned into like a it blew up the whole year. There was not much you could do. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that. But um, on the other end, uh, you know, racing. You know, there's some, uh, you know, on um, unpredictable stuff that that would happen, and I think uh, uh, we need to be prepared for that. Um, you know, we we. Uh, you know, we you need to show up like uh, no matter what, like with uh, with the best intentions and uh, the head focus and the head down. Uh, I think for many reasons uh, we we kind of like um, look back at it and we probably uh, let it slip between our finger and it's uh, it was uh, it was frustrating. Um, but on the other side, you know, sometimes situation like this. They make you, uh, you know, stronger mentally, more prepared, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe it brings even more uh, excitement, uh, you know, in another way. So um, part of some of the work that uh, I've done uh, over the winter, it's been uh, putting together um, a pretty cool association um, that is the fruit of uh, maybe couple of years of work uh and uh if if uh if everything uh, gets you know stitched together i think it would be another uh you know good season you know for nascar so you know that's that's that could be quite exciting and uh uh and and it will it will bring some changes so we we will we will uh we will have some changes you know to to make and to announce and on the other side too I, I also think that um, you know NASCAR is uh, is kind of recognizing that uh, you know we need to bring some changes to the series. Uh, there's a, there's there's a, a big level of interest. Uh, we have the we have the the, the uh, cap- capacity of running the series you know at a much higher level, and uh, we're in a position where there's um, you know there's a want there's a want and there's a need to race NASCAR, um, and I think it's probably, I've said it, you know, for so long, it's probably a, a good time now to bring it to another level. I think NASCAR, uh, you know, uh, overall should be looking at this particular series as, um, 
as, as, as a crown jewel, you know, that, that we have here in Canada and not really um, continue to treat it as a, as a stepping stone to go somewhere else. Um, and I think in many other countries, they, they do a very good job at that. Um, so maybe we, um, we don't do a good job at that, but I think to protect the Syria and to continue to, uh, you know, raise the profile of the Syria and the interest from uh, current uh, and outside drivers, uh, I think we need to look at it from a, from a different eye and, um, and bring it to another level. I think the Siri deserves it, you know, like all the owners that have participated into the Siri for many years deserves it. The drivers that have been involved in the Siri deserves it. And, um, you know, I think uh, to me, when I look at it, it, it there's no reason why NASCAR in Canada couldn't really be as popular as a uh, you know V8 supercar in uh, in Australia. It's, 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 it's been in my mind for a long time. My wife is from Australia. I know the series very well. Um, I watch you know ESPN News at nighttime when I'm visiting the family down there. And uh, if you're not in cricket, if you're not in Aussie rule football, if you're not in rugby. If you're not in MotoGP, if you're not in Formula One, you're pretty down the list. And uh, somehow, V8 Supercar is down there, but uh, in motorsport is, you know, to the enthusiast of motorsport is, is seen as a, the theory where you want to be when you're growing up and when you're coming out of go-karts and where you want to go. And uh, because that's the mentality, the theory is very much wanted by drivers, teams, but most importantly, sponsors. They want to go in there because they see that uh, there's a lot of interest uh, from the candidate and from pretty much the entire world of motorsport to end up there. So um, we have stuff to learn from you know other places, but um, I've heard a lot of nice things from, uh, from NASCAR and from the series, and... Um, it seems to go into a positive way, and um, hopefully I'll still be racing and see it happen and enjoy it, or uh, maybe it'll be for someone else. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm, looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to the 22 season and uh, see if it's the beginning of something new. I agree with you wholeheartedly, uh, Alex. I know all of us would. Uh, this uh, our, our national series has probably not had momentum. Uh, Junior, you've alluded to this many times so far this year. The momentum that the NASCAR Pinty Series has this year is uh, it feels totally different than it has for years. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. If you do the same thing year after year, you're going to get the same results. Uh, and it is time for things to pick up, Junior, and to move the ball down the road. Let's make Canada's National Series a destination as opposed to, like Alex says, a stepping stone. Yeah, and, and 100%, I think, you know, every every stakeholder within the, within the industry, whether it be a crew member or whether it be a team owner or a driver or a sponsor, for that matter, uh, would agree with that. The, the biggest thing that I see 
that that holds it back is that it it does get unfortunately lumped into that that regional touring series in fa- in fear of overshadowing the next step up if you will the quote unquote ladder system that NASCAR has created they are fearful of NASCAR Pinty series overshadowing the Arca series per se or the Mexico series overshadowing the the Arca series for that matter or the Euro series doing the same thing um i the, the toughest part is is that it goes against the core business model that that they've you know went to market with. Now I'm not saying that as a bad thing about NASCAR, but I think that and and Alex, you alluded to this amazingly. I think that really the entire industry can look at what Quebec does and what the RDS model looks like for the NASCAR Penty series. Look at the amount of Quebecers that are involved in the series, that are invested in the series, and that, that partake in the series. The reason for that is because RDS and, and, and the TSN Quebec contingent does a phenomenal job. You know, I, I, think, I think back to leaving Trois-Rivières uh, this past year, and we stopped at, at St. Hubert. That's a shameless sponsor plug for you, but, but we stopped at St. Hubert Chicken, and there was a TV on, and, and the RDS Sports Center was covering the NASCAR Pinty Series. Well, I've never seen the NASCAR Pinty Series on the Sports Center on the English-speaking TSN ever. You know, so it was. It's it's really interesting the amount of coverage and the amount of involvement and the amount of uh, just uh, you know central economics that you see out of Quebec and the success that that has created. If they just simply took that model and moved it over to the English speaking side as well and had them correspond with each other, it would be amazing. And uh, yeah, I think I think you're totally right. I mean, you couldn't put it better than that. I mean, and it. it it's a small thing. It seems like it's a small thing, but it does a lot, you know. Absolutely. And that 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 little moment, you know, of 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 media and attention that the GP3R, you know, brings to the sport and to the series for that for that week and that weekend, you know, go karters dream to have access to be there at that race and to race in NASCAR. So if you multiply that by, you know, the entire season, then you will start to create a series that is a, a, an high-profile series and in demand or wanted by, you know, like the, the upcoming drivers, right? The NASCAR model is not something that um, I don't support. I do support it. Exactly. But... When you race in MotoGP, it doesn't matter if you're Spanish, Italian, English, you know, if you want to reach MotoGP and you race in motorcycle in, in the upcoming series, well, you have access to the top series, right? Well, in NASCAR, okay, I don't see no Quebec or Ontario driver, you know, in, in, in the top series you know, coming up there, like, easily, right? It's like exactly. the access is kind of closed. I don't see anybody from, you know, Europe coming down and racing, you know, on, 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 on any weekend. It's, it's, it seems like it's really, really difficult. You know, the guy that did it, you know, a long time ago was, was Juan Montoya and, and Marcus Ambrose. But, but it's, it's, you know, like, so the business model really doesn't fit with the quantity 
of of diversity drivers that you you can have in 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 a series like that, right? But even if they would they would have that, it doesn't really matter, right? The series could actually be a you know um, a really really high end series in Canada. We have the we have the possibility of bringing it there, right? Oh and yeah. It's not, Like I've I've talked to friends, you know, over dinner, <laughs> and we we you know we we shoot the crap all the time, and uh, you know, uh, Robbie Gordon started a series, you know, like with pickup trucks that jump, you know, in the streets of Toronto. Come on, there's no there's no brand behind that, okay? There's no manufacturers, there's nothing, and um, you know, very popular drivers wanted to go there. They did that with uh, the SRX series, you know, and 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 you see how series, you know, become popular, you know, and why and what it takes to to get that popularity. I don't really feel that we could. We are far, you know. If we really want to, NASCAR could actually attract, you know, ex drivers from IndyCar that were from Canada or. or Or ex-drivers, you know, from other series that were that wanted to race in NASCAR, you know, in Canada during some of the big events, and and all of a sudden it changes the dynamic, right? It's attracting the upcoming drivers. That the upcoming drivers will look at it as, wow, okay, I, I want to be there, and and all of a sudden you have a, a movement, right? A movement, a sponsorship, you know, interest, companies that are saying, okay, if if you want to have some Some interest and eyes, you know, turns towards motorsport. It's that series. So, you know, let's invest. Let's put money. Let's direct some of our, you know, percentage of budget into that, right? And I and I make the comparison. You know, racing in V8 supercar, right? It's about two and a half million dollar budget on a car, right? right. Guys are making really good money. Drivers make a living there, and 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 um, you know, they're they're superstars, right? Uh, some some teams have even more than that. Two car team is. Is you know five million, so so when you look at the country, right? I've been there many times, right? My family, my 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 my, my wife's family is from there. You know, there's 25 million people. It's a big country, few big cities. But then after that, there's a lot of land, right? There's a lot of land and kangaroos. <laughs> you know, it, it's they're not all all Toronto and Montreal city. You know, yes, Melbourne, Sydney, all that stuff, but but only 25 million people. And they don't all race in in Monaco and Abu Dhabi. You know, they have some races that it's in the middle of nowhere. But but the, the big thing is, and and you're wondering why would Monster have two cars there? Why would Red Bull have cars there? Why would all these you know uh, 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 spirits and and grocery store would be able to find the budget to be in there? Well, it's because when you're a young driver and you race go kart there, like. The entire country of racing, they just want to get there. That's where they want to go. So, you know, Monster, when they sit down, you know, in their board meeting, they don't sell more cans of energy drink or Red Bull, for, the, for that matter, than in Canada. I promise you that. Not with Kushtar uh, and, and all the convenience store that we have around the country with 35 million people. Uh, so why is there budget and their sales probably don't really match what we have in our country but the same company doesn't say that it's worth it put the money in our series right so you have to ask yourself the question and there's reason behind that right and and you need to bring the glamour you need to bring the interest 
towards the theory. You know, we have to stop keeping that theory suppressed. We have to let it fly. We have to give it, you know, what it deserves, you know, for for what it is. Right? I agree. I mean, you, you know, like, and, 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 and if, if you think that way, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a year, maybe two. But over time, you know, the people that are going to benefit from it are going to see who's there, who's racing there, the car counts, uh, you know, in a series, you know, even top series. You don't have always marquee events, okay? You have events that are big and you have events that are less big. But it's what it is. Right, our theory has, you know, the the chance to have really big events. You know, we we have the beginning of the season when everybody wants to take their RV out and go to Mossport. You know, middle of May, it's 20 degrees Celsius. You look at the campgrounds full. There's probably 35,000 people there. And then you have the September race, and then you have the Toronto race, and then you have the Tree River race. So you know, like you you basically play your strength into your marquee events and then you keep building around that but you need to appreciate the fact that this series has to change is is you know the attitude you know we we need to look like we're a superstar and not a bunch of hillbillies going to racing you need to you know portray the series as the top canadian series if you want to race and you want to race against the top and you want to race against the best this is where you want to go right and 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 when people are going to start having more money and more sponsorship and teams are going to be able to select drivers, give them rides, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a work in progress, right? It's a big, big spiral that you need to start that movement. And once you get there and all of a sudden it's everything's going to follow, right? It, it can't be happen, happening overnight. It's not, it's not an overnight thing, but I promise you this, you know, if you are, if one team one day has enough budget to give 50k for a driver to go uh, and 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 race for them, I can promise you that you're gonna change the entire attitude of racing in Canada, right? Yeah. And you'll see how much attention you will get um, in in our series. It doesn't really take much, but it takes all these pieces of the puzzle to be put together, and then once the the ball starts rolling. It's just going to continue to grow, right? It's like in racing. You know? When you want to go fast, it's not just one thing. It's, it's 100 small little things on a car that will get you fast. And, and um, it's, it's, it's my opinion, right? And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm unbiased. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, we've talked about this, you know, behind closed doors and on the mic. And at the end of the day, you know, the truth is if this happens, it could take enough time for me <laughs> not to be there to benefit it, right? So <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not like, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm not biased for any some comments that I'm making. It's just to improve, you know, one theory that deserves it in Canada and for the sport that I love, and that's it. And um, and if it happens, it happens. And if it takes, you know, five years and I'm no longer you know, racing in, in that series, then someone else is going to benefit from it, right? We're, and, with that, uh, we're with Alex Tagliani tonight, live on Race Time Radio, talking 2022. Uh, Alex, you know, w- w- when you take a look at the series, uh, it would go a long way, uh, and we've said it a million times on this show, if the uh, something simple like the awards presentation, 
instead of being at Charlotte, if it was set up downtown Toronto, and I don't mean just a little soiree where we're shaking hands and the, the you know, the big trophy would be still doled out uh, down south. It needs to be doled out here in Canada. Uh, you got to celebrate our national championship. It's not a fourth-rate series out of the U.S. under a banner. This is a full, uh, like, like it's our national series. And it'll never be treated like that until we treat it like that. Um, and I think we need to do that collectively. This thing should be, and I've said it a million times, it should be live on radio. Every race should be live on radio. You can't get any cheaper promotion than being live on radio, and it would inform fans from coast to coast. I get it. You can't go live television right off the bat. The tracks would push back. Something would blow up. But you could do live radio because also it does is create fans. I think there's a lot of steps that could be done, and I think it needs to be done. Or we're just going to keep doing the same thing we've been doing year after year. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're totally right. The banquet, I, I support it 100%. You know, one year in Toronto, one year in Montreal. You know, man, I have a $20 million, you know, amazing center. It's super high-tech. I could, I could get the entire NASCAR group there. And, and the truth is, you know, how frustrating is that to, to, to even if you don't win the championship, you know, like it's, it's expensive, right, to bring everybody to Charlotte, but all the guys that are working on the cars, they work on the team, you know, they contribute, you know, to make this series go around. You know, they deserve. They, they, they deserve a big night out, you know, bring their spouse, their girlfriend, whatsoever. And uh, if it would be in our, in our house, well, we, we could make it happen, right? The live TV, well, you know, maybe it could, it could wait. Maybe it could be postponed, you know. But, but the, the, reality, the reality show is something that works now. It, it, it's something that, you know, people seem to enjoy. And, um, and, and sometimes it's not live, okay? It's tape delay. And uh, if, if you build the content in a way that uh, it's more... Um, you know, towards that sort of philosophy uh, with some racing, then then it could raise the profile of the series as well. I don't know. Sure. You know, it's, it's not my uh, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not I'm not like a, a producer. <laughs> I'm not Steven Spielberg uh, <laughs> by any means. But I'm just saying, you know, you need to pick your battles, right? I mean, yes, we don't have live TV, but I don't think that live TV is going to you know, uh, make us or break us. That's my humble opinion. There's a lot of shows that, that, that are getting, you know, humongous amount of, uh, of, of viewers, and uh, they're not live. Yeah. So, uh, yes, we are a sport, but um, I think with some creativity and, uh, you know, and, and, and some change, I think we could, we, could, we could hit something, you know, and uh, we could build something, in my personal opinion. Well, uh, we, have, we have access to social media. We can do a lot of things. We, we, I'm actually getting, you know, uh, invested, you know, uh, this year with, to do a lot more with that. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, if everything works on our side, I think the fans will uh, really appreciate it. And we'll see where we go. And, you know, every, everything that I'm trying to do, you know, sometimes it's um, – it's maybe an example, or maybe it's you know some people you know something that people people could you know take and uh, bring it forward. I don't know, uh, but um, yeah, I mean I, I have our time to go to bed at night and thinking that there's so much more potential 
and um, and we're just sitting back and we're just watching it, you know, being what what it is. You yeah. know, that's my that's me. You know, it's I know the way I'm built. You know, if it's if my daughter my daughter is sitting at the table and I know she has a lot of potential and uh, I know she can do you know really strong math. And uh, I'm not gonna let her just do one plus one equal two, you know, like for for a year, for a year. I'm gonna right. do something about it, right? Yeah, you're gonna and, push push the envelope and make things better. And you know what? Good on you, Alex. Uh, we're right up alongside a break here, and we gotta take it. But uh, I know we all look forward Sunset Speedway, a track you really do well at, man. I think back a couple years ago, you lapped the whole field on victory. Uh, at Sunset Speedway. That's going to be race number one, May the 14th. Can fans expect to see you out at that one, or do we got to stay tuned? Yeah, let's let's stay tuned for now. But, uh, yeah, I, I love that track, honestly. Uh, I love the atmosphere. I think, uh, you, know, you know, also as a driver, you like it because you've been successful there. You know, even last year, we... we we were strong. Um, you know, we opened the the, 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 the first round, the first race out of the two races that we had there with a strong showing. So, um, you know, I like the track and, uh, hopefully we can, uh, we can do the same this year and, um, be even stronger. Well, we will stay in touch, Alex. I know we look forward to, uh, whatever comes out and whatever you get to announce. Uh, you know, you got a spot right here on Race Time Radio. <laughs> And we'll try and make things bigger, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Much, uh, much appreciated. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm... Where'd you go? Where'd you go? I think we lost. Him. I think we did, too. We'll hit this break, Junior. We will be back. Hey, race fans. This is Larry Barrio, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talk. Coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. Lead singer of Great Big C, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the, the on the record called Back to the Harbor, which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the Back Home on the Island, is, is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old Ron Hines, a famous Newfoundland songwriter's song, but it was the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth, you know, it's like a, it's just it's one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. 
tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super Red Pro Label teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on Racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and Super Pro Late models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the Street Stock 100 and a Super Pro Late model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Al! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. Off to the East Coast of Canada we go now to the driver of the Zero in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. His name, Matt Vaughn. He is going to be flying around that track come May, the uh, long, long weekend in May on Saturday, is race number one at Scotia Speed World. And we've got Matt on the hotline. What's going on tonight, Matty? How are you? Not too bad. Just trying to keep busy. Thanks for having me on. You betcha. How are things coming along? I see uh, uh, the shot of the car looks pretty good. You got that zero Dexter construction Chevrolet all ready to rip? Uh, no, that's a, that was an older picture. We're not quite that far along, but uh, we're getting there. Slowly plugging away. Well, uh, you got a little bit of time left. Uh, what do we got? About a month, eh? Thereabouts. second car we've got just to have it ready and try and make a run for it i guess oh that's good that's good uh matt Matt, what is this this is year number three for you in the series right year number two or three uh it'll be the second full year uh we were supposed to go full-time in 20 but that didn't really pan out so last year uh i think we run nine races so i mean 
this would be our second full year, third year kind of picking away at it. You got to love it. Uh, how do you like the series? I know you were a regular at uh, Scotia Speed World. You, you know what you're doing behind the wheel of a race car. How do you like being behind the wheel of that zero car? It's tough, like a lot of competition, big jump for what I'm used to. Uh, it's kind of what you dream of coming up through, uh, getting a shot like I've got. Uh, say driving for Stevie, pretty big shoes to fill. You know, Sean Turple getting out. Uh, but no, just trying to trying to learn it and say there's a lot of good guys to try and compete with but just try and do the best we can learn from them every week well you mentioned it sean turple the driver that we uh seen in that zero car for a lot of years uh past champion of the series uh did it did you feel much pressure matt when you stepped into that race car or did that sort of just sort of set it off to the side and you're going to cut your own path no, it's, uh, I got a little bit of pressure, like, say, more more pressure I put on myself kind of thing. Like, say, you know, other people are watching, but say you want to do you want to do good for yourself, but uh, say, just trying to manage it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they just big shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Uh, do you see Sean at all? Does he stop by the shop or stop by at the racetrack and maybe give you a pointer every now and then? Oh yeah, he's a phone call away. Uh, we've had him, we've had him at the track. We've had him in the shop. Uh, say texts and whatnot. Uh, biggest thing, just trying to get some seat time, and that's something he really can't help with because again, we all have different fields, and what works for him doesn't overly work for myself. But say, just trying to do what we can. Let's look back at 2021 uh, results-wise. How? What was your best race? Uh, what do you take away from last year that you can't wait to adapt to this year? Just seat time. Like, at the end of the year, I think we made a couple of gains. Uh, I think we kind of got off on the wrong foot at the start of the year. Uh, just chasing inexperience and chasing around a couple of cars that you know, I'm not overly familiar with, uh, trying a couple of different things. But just picking up from where I left off and, kind of starting back with a decent baseline and trying to build off it with a little more experience is really what I'm looking for starting off. Where are you going to get that first win? Uh, if you had to pick a track, where is it going to be, Matt? Well, I'd say the best runs we had last year at Riverside, but uh, I don't know. Say so I always liked Scotia because I, I raced there, but in these cars it's a little difficult trying to adapt to. So I don't know, trying take a couple of good cars to Riverside and see that like that track as well. Uh, Petty, I'm not a huge fan of, and I've never been to the island, so I think we're going back there again. Ah, so you're going to get a chance to tour around. You're going to do the full series this year, correct? Yeah, if uh, we don't run out of cars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, our, in our shop, we try and keep the wheels on all of them, but that's the plan, trying to run them all. How about social media, Matt? Uh, how do fans stay up with you? Just follow the tour. I'm not really one on it myself. Uh, they usually the, the tour kind of posts stuff. Whatever the, really the tour is doing is what we're doing. So I guess that's really the best way to follow along with our particular program. How about sponsorship on that zero? Where are you at? How are things coming along that way? Good. Uh, East Coast International stepped up last year. They... Uh, took over sponsoring the tour and they, they, they're backing us as well we get the the black and orange scheme the 
right orange roof. You can't really miss it, so appreciate them stepping up. Uh, Ideal lease we've got on the back of it. Uh, and then Sarah and D Performance, the TV company, they help us out. Well, it sounds like things are coming together for 2022. Hope to see you out there this year. Uh, it's going to be dynamite. Uh, can't wait to see you on the racetrack, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, just uh, before we go there, just want to thank uh, everybody for helping us out. It's kind of a behind-the-scenes effort to get where I was at. So uh, there's a lot of people to thank, and thanks for having us on. You betcha, Matt. Uh, we look forward to catching up with you. Good luck, and we'll see you on the main long weekend, hopefully. Thank you. You betcha. Matt Vaughn, driver of the Zero, out there on Canada's East Coast. He's going to be tough behind the wheel. Uh, he's going to head into, yeah, now another full season. Watch the performance out of that car. We got to take a quick break to Toronto. Get you up to date on news and highlights. We're back for hour two in just 90 seconds. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got all Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. <laughs> With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, hour two begins tonight here on Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight. Off we go back to the hotline. What a busy show tonight is. And we welcome in the driver of the number 15 in the Ontario Sportsman Series. Uh, they're getting dialed in and ready to go for a big, big season. His name is Mike Hriniak Jr. We got him on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, Mikey? How are you? Oh, I'm very good, thank you. Just relaxing. Uh, how are you guys doing? Thanks for uh, having me on. You betcha. Yeah, we've been just smoking along. We get tags on the horn, and, you know, we could spend an hour just talking to Alex. Uh, gr- great to hear he is getting prepared Hopefully you get some big announcements coming down and we get to see tags back in the series. But, uh, hey, the Sportsman Series has got a ton of momentum. Speaking of momentum, you guys have got a bunch heading into 2022. Yeah, we picked up a couple new races this year. We're gonna, we have a 10-race season now. Um, we're going to be hitting dirt for the first time out, out at uh, Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. So that's going to be a big, uh, big change for a lot of our drivers. Um, I mean, for myself, never really been on dirt before, so definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be a game changer. I think it's going to bring out uh, some, hopefully some talented drivers that want to try that, and um, we're, we're, I'm excited for it. Uh, we're ready, uh, but it's definitely going to be a little bit of a different animal out on the dirt. 
Oh, absolutely. It's going to throw a real curveball to it. Uh, let's call it an equalizer. If, uh, if there is such a thing, Mike, I think uh, it would be a good equalizer when, uh, you know, uh, hopefully nobody's got any experience on the dirt. And, uh, you know, you get a whole new different cast of characters running towards the front. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's going to be different. And I think the fact of um, us throwing our cars that are, you know, asphalt cars are not really meant to be on the dirt. It's going to open a lot of doors for maybe some of the other series. I know the Pinty series are heading the dirt as well this year. Um, and I think it open open some eyes up for our series, maybe bringing some more attractions, some more cars uh, for the future. And I think it's a good thing uh, do something different and, you know, change it up a little bit. Absolutely. You guys have been busy in that shop over the course of the winter. Uh, what all of you guys had going on? You got a couple of cars prepared. What all of you guys got laid out? Yeah, we've been we've been hard at work. I mean, uh, all racers know, right? You race all year, or you race during the summer and you work all year. Um, races are one in the garage, but we've been busy. Out, yeah, we uh, had a couple of cars come in and out of the shop. Um, but for this year, we've got uh, my car, the. Um, uh, the new Camaro we got, we're going to be running that with a new, brand new sponsor, Allison Martell, uh, from LePage uh, Real Estate. Um, so we're ready, car's ready to go. Um, and then we got Sean Mangin coming out of retirement. He, uh, he ran cast car back in the day against my dad. Um, so he's got his Brimstone Games uh, Dodge ready to go as well. Um, and then Corey Whitham is uh, running his uh, Can-Am Midget as well. So we've, we've been busy in the shop. You know, we're a big team. We're family. We've been uh, everybody helps each other. It's not just a one man deal. We got lots of lots of guys behind the scenes that uh, make it so we can all get to the track, you know, for every race and you know have good looking cars when we get there, right? Absolutely. The fifteen always looks pristine. Uh, each and every race I've seen you guys in, man, that car looks like a, a brand new junior right out of the shop onto the racetrack. Thing looks brand new. Yeah, definitely. Mike, uh, you guys, you guys definitely have a, a first-class organization over there, and uh, you know, you, you guys both, you, you and your dad, and, and really your entire team, uh, put so much emphasis on on professionalism. Really, you know, when you look at uh, at you know short track teams across Canada. Uh, there's a lot of people that can take notes on what you guys do. You guys bring, uh, you know, enthusiasm and excitement to the racetrack. You, you guys bring, uh, you know, good-looking race cars. You touched on it that that are fast as well, right? The, the putting putting numbers up on the board is is important, um, and bringing speed to the racetrack is important. But uh, you guys do a lot uh, on the marketing side as well, and and you know, talk a little bit about the party that you guys had. Um, you know, it, it seemed, you know, following along on social media, uh, it seemed like you guys had a great turnout. It seemed like you guys had a lot of fun. I can hear a little bit of a rasp in your voice, so it must've been a good party. Um, <laughs> how, how did, uh, how did everything turn out? Uh, what all did fans get, uh, get a chance to see and, and, uh, what, what was the, uh, overall turnout like? Um, no, exactly. You guys did it pretty much our, our social media and that it's, uh, Social media and racing nowadays is such a benefit because you can use it as it's a marketing platform. It's free marketing. You have people that follow you. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that live through seeing our posts and things like that. So we try and keep it um, exciting and keep people on their toes waiting and that. And you know what? It's huge for our for our sponsors as well. They get they get so much 
out of our social media even more than they do having their sticker on our race car. Like our cars travel all around Ontario. There's some some of our businesses that are on our cars. They don't get nothing from that. So we gotta we gotta prove to them and show them that they can get their marketing through our social media. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, as for our party, yeah, this is our we just did our third year. Third um, annual. Our third annual um, kickoff party, we call it. Um, so pretty much we organize it in the hall. Um, we try and bring in as much people as we can. We try and bring in some big names in racing. Uh, you know, in the past we had DJ Kennington, uh, Ronnie Beauchamp, Sean, uh, Sean Dupy, all those guys, some big cast car guys. And pretty much we, we have it so that the fans and, you know, family, friends, everybody that supports us, it uh, gives them a chance to come. We had the cars on display yesterday. We had the Can-Am Midget inside the hall. We had uh, my car and Sean Mangin's car sitting outside. People can come check it out. Uh, they can meet us, you know, meet the drivers, meet the meet the behind-the-scenes people. And we had tons of door prizes from uh, sponsors and people donating. And it's it's really great, honestly, to have everybody there. And it kind of warms up warms up the seat before the season, right? Uh you got everybody's antsy about racing season coming, so it kind of kicks it off for everybody. Um, gets us a chance to show kind of what we do all year and how hard we work at it and all the planning and everything. And it's not just about getting the race cars to the track. It's about everything else. There's ways to get the race cars to the track. you got to get money somehow. you gotta, you got to market your all of our um, investments and things like that. To, so it's nice to be able to show that to the fans and our family and friends so that, you know, they understand why, you know, my girlfriend understands why I'm not with her every day because we do a lot. <laughs> we do a lot um, behind the just the racing aspect of it. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, uh, we did see you. Obviously, you you guys are geared up and ready to go for the entire OSS schedule, um, which I'm going to apologize ahead of time to all the uh, the people who look after the OSS. I've called it the Lucas Oil Sportsman Cup Series 15 times. I, I've <laughs> called it the Sportsman Series a bunch of times. It's the Ontario Sportsman Series, uh, the OSS, um, and uh, hopefully it stays that name for a long period of time. Um, there's been some, some names swapping around back and forth over the past few years um with that series but that series is going strong you know it's uh it's it's on the rebound i know that there's been you know a lot of excitement uh you know building into this year uh with with new dates and all of that great stuff so we're 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 going to see you guys at at every one of those races um, can we expect to see you at, uh, at any of the races? I know, uh, your dad got the opportunity last year. I think he was the third highest earner at Sobel Speedway, yeah. uh, yeah. in the United Eights, uh, last year. Um, uh, as well, Delaware Speedway came out with a bracket racing, uh, uh, series as well. Uh, can we expect to see you guys out at any of those types of events, uh, throughout the, the 22 season? Yeah, you know, um, yeah, we made it out there last year uh, when my dad ran. Um, it's a great thing what you guys started down there. You know, you guys, it's, you can race on a budget, um, and it's nice because we we only have ten races throughout the year, right? So you know, seat time is really big for myself right now, trying to get as much seat time as I can, and uh, so we'll definitely be making it out to a couple of those shows, the United Eights, and possibly even the Delaware Series. Uh, base just gotta check out the rules and things like that. But um, seat time is a big thing for us. Uh, especially with a 10, 10 race season. So we'll, we'll be making it out there for sure. Um, I think it's awesome. You know, the racing was phenomenal. I was behind the radio for my dad there for that race. And even standing up top watching, it was, you got a bunch of completely different cars running and they're on the same track and there's different types of drivers and, 
and it was really really cool to see and um you know you don't need necessarily need the best equipment to run up front in that because you'll break out of time right so it's a little bit different of a of a ball game um and i think it brings out some strategy in some teams that they may not necessarily have you know you you got to strategize it on not breaking out of that time and being right on that the edge of the ballpark to try and keep in it so i think it's really cool for uh for guys and if you know anybody is itching to get out there i would definitely be out there because we'll be out there this year for sure with mike hereniak jr tonight driver of the 15 in the ontario sportsman series they're going to make stops at a lot of the racetracks across ontario mike you got any testing preseason testing and when is race number one for you guys uh yeah we will be testing at uh most likely we'll be at delaware speedway testing um, I know they laid down some new some new pavement there and all that. Um, so I'm definitely going to be – we're definitely going to make it out there testing. Um, we're excited to see what the track is. Hopefully we'll find out if gearing and things like that have changed. Um, I always like Delaware myself. Uh, it's fast, you know. Um, I don't know how I'm going to feel about not having that bump in three and four anymore to help turn the car. <laughs> but uh, our first race is actually at Full Throttle Motor Speedway. Um, it's May the 14th. Um, so that's going to be the kickoff to our season. Um, I'm excited. Barney's a tight track. Um, it's Hopefully our bodies stay on the car. I know it can get pretty rough out there with how small it is and having so many big cars. But I think uh, the 15 cars should be pretty strong out there and sporty. So um, we're hoping to have a good run there and kick off the season right. It's the Bristol of short tracks for Ontario. You know, it's it, it's no wonder when we watch NASCAR and uh, you see the place packed at Bristol. It's action-packed, and that's the way it is at Full Throttle Speedway, too. You guys will put on a great show there. I've seen, uh, well, we broadcasted uh, a couple of them anyway from Varney back in the day, and you guys always did do a great job at that speedway. Yeah, it's awesome. It's uh, You know, they put on a pretty good show there. Um, definitely can't complain in the tracks. You're right. It's like a little Bristol. It's uh, fast. You got to be on your toes. Um, you know, things happen very quickly there. And, and I think it brings out a lot of, uh, you know, drivers that a little bit different style are good at that short, very short track. You got no time to relax. Um, so I'm excited. We, I know my first or my second year there, uh, racing there, we did pretty good. I think we put it, uh, we qualified second, I believe. So uh, hopefully put on the pole this year and see what happens and uh, shoot for the checkered and go from there. Is this going to be the year, Mike Jr., you're going to go for that championship? Is this going to be yours? Are you putting a flag in the ground right now? Um, you know what? I uh, I was actually talking uh, to the guys at the shop about this. I, I am very confident in this year. Uh, you know, the 15 car is going to be sporty. We have lots of great people um supporting us and helping us get to the track quick wick and Allison martell they're gonna they're gonna do what they can to get us to the track and um i'm confident i think this might be the year that we can get a couple wins under my belt and you know hopefully bring home a championship uh but at the same time you know i hope all the guys from our team there succeed as well you know uh sean Mangin, todd shepherd kevin lay they're all great guys great drivers um and i really do hope that we can all all of us we could all succeed if we could be one two three four this year i'd I'd be just as happy as if I was in a championship position. Uh, so that's the way I'm looking at it going in. Just want to have fun. Um, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things. We go away for weekends, racing all summer. 
and uh, just can't forget that we're doing it. You know, yeah, it's a business. We run it like a business, but you got to have fun. You cannot miss out on the fun part, and I think uh, a lot of people forget that sometimes. So we want to make sure that, that we don't. Well, you guys do a great job. You're competitive, and I got a sneaky suspicion you guys are in for a pile of fun. Mike, this has been great catching up with you tonight. I know I look forward to catching up with you at a speedway throughout the course of the year. I plan on making it out and seeing the Ontario Sportsman Series. Uh, just uh, good on you guys. Uh, good to hear you guys had a good time last night. Hey, was that in London or was that in Windsor? Uh, no, it was actually right down in Windsor. It was in McGregor. Um, right beside our race shop, so it worked out pretty well. We had, like I said, it was an unbelievable turnout. Thank you, everybody who came. We had a great time, lots of fun. Um, everybody got to meet everybody. It was awesome. Uh, definitely no complaints, and uh, hopefully you guys can make it down next year for our uh, fourth annual kickoff party. Well, you can count us in. Uh, Junior and I will jump in the vet and take a rip down. Sounds like a good time. Mike, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Really appreciate it, bud. Cheers, boys. Thank you. You guys have a good night. Mike Kariniak, Jr., watch for him. Jr., seen an interesting post uh, just before we went on air. Joel Robinson put one out there. Uh, it was on this day, 60 years ago, that Jim Bray and a lot of uh, fans, uh, you know, here in Ontario, definitely uh, across Canada, Jim Bray has been in this sport for a long time. 60 years ago today, he made his cup start at Richmond. Quite that's a cool. good, that, that's a really cool tweet. Joel, good on you for doing it. Uh, and you know what? Jim Bray uh, was an integral part last year of the Ontario Sportsman Series. And, of course, he's got NASCAR Pindy's teams, too. So I uh, hope to see Jimmy out at the racetrack. Jim, if you're tuned in, congratulations. That's a really cool uh, piece of Canadian NASCAR history right there. Absolutely. Jim Bray is just uh He's a he's a national treasure when it comes time for motorsports and and uh, uh, I I absolutely love talking to the guy. He's uh, he if you've seen him around at the racetrack. If you if you haven't, go up and introduce yourself because uh, Jim Bray is probably one of the nicest guys you could meet in the garage area and and uh, uh, definitely a cool tweet. Good job, Joel. Yeah, we will see you. Uh, we'll see Jim uh, definitely throughout the course of twenty twenty two at. Uh, one of those racetracks, you can guarantee it. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to Canada's West Coast. Go all the way out to Prince George, B.C., and we're going to bring in a driver that's getting ready to go for the Western Rattler 300. Stay with us. Junior and I are going to be back in just a couple of minutes. Hi, this is Tim Allister, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in British Columbia, Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. For tickets and event info, get to penticktonspeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her in one piece. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, 
and Andy Gadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. For two decades. Hello, fellow Americans. The artists who make history. It's the music that keeps me going. Have made it. Here, we live 20 years of Sirius XM with performances, interviews, and magic moments from Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, and so much more. We're going to do some acoustic versions of songs off of Lover. 20 years, 20 defining moments, one collection. Only on the SXM app. Thank you so much. All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider. Comic and impressionist Rich Little. I imitate a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. And so they all came down to the radio station and they said to me, Oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. And um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me. And somebody said, There's nobody. It was just Rich Little. And I walked out and got booed. <laughs> Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home great, away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. We're just getting started, and Joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet. But if I was a pet man, I'd say he will. Now. Back to Race Time Radio and the Joes, Joe and Joe Jr. Ah, funny, funny guy that Andy Abdu is. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Off to Canada's West Coast we go uh, to the driver of the number 34. He comes from Prince George, B.C., beautiful spot in Canada. His name is Daryl Harwood. Uh, Daryl, how you doing tonight? We're doing pretty good. Yourself? Doing not bad at all. Man, you got that 34 car ready to t- tune to Zoom or what? Uh, we're getting there. Another couple of weeks and we should have her all tightened up and ready to go. Good stuff. Uh, this is going to be huge. Uh, of course, I'm talking about that Western Rattler 300 uh, that's going to take place at uh, uh, at Penticton Speedway out in B.C., uh, where do you run on a normal basis, Daryl? Are you uh, do you run right out of uh, uh, Penticton all the time, or do you get around the province? Where do you race? Uh, we race mostly in uh, Prince George, Cornell, Williams Lake. Uh, we've been down to Penticton twice now, and uh, one 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 race down there, and we're hoping to go down in there and do that again. Ooh, yeah, this would be the one to win, right, Bud? Uh, lots of coin on the line. Uh, Trevor and the group there at the Speedway, uh, they've really put their foot forward on this one. This is going to be uh, history-making out on Canada's West Coast. And cool that you've had success at the Speedway. Was that before the paving happened or after? It was before. So 
we're hoping that uh, things have changed in a better way down there, and I think they have, and we've adjusted the car to do a little bit more with the high banking and stuff. So I think we're doing, going to go down there with some confidence, and we're, uh, we're planning on being up front. Daryl, uh, there's been lots of talk. Obviously, we've been spotlighting, you know, putting the spotlight on lots of guys that are going to be running this show. And uh, there's been lots of talk. I think every time that we've had the conversation, uh, we've either asked this question or the answer of this has came up through the interview. Um, but the the rules package that they've got um, is kind of a, a, a hybrid, right? There's three different main styles of cars um, in the late model umbrella uh, in Western Canada. Um, there's the pro late model style, uh, similar to like the APC series or, or the, the, uh, East coast international pro stock tour. Um, and then as well down into the, into the U S, um, there's some, some crate late model, uh, stuff in, in, in and around the, uh, Western side of the U S. Um, there's the super late model style, quote unquote, um, that you see at, uh, places like Wyant group or what's the new name? Sutherland Automotive, Sutherland Automotive <laughs> uh, Speedway in Saskatoon. Uh, and then as well, there's the West Car style, which is uh, kind of like a perimeter style late model. There's a bunch of different, uh, you know, styles within this, this corridor. And, and really, this is kind of the, the first big attempt at a big race where, where they're meshing the, the three together. And, and uh, by the looks of it, by all accounts, everybody's really happy with the package. What are you bringing to the racetrack, and uh, or is that under wraps? <laughs> well, we're not going to tell every secret, but uh, yeah, we're bringing some new stuff to the racetrack. Uh, we're going to go with a built motor, not a crate motor this year. Well, we tried it out last year. I think it's our better better package. So, um, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a good package. Uh, they've taken away a little bit from the super dates, give us the, a little bit of a weight break. So, I think for a even playing field, I think we're doing good. How about the chassis that's uh, underneath your butt there in the 34? Uh, give us a little history on that, or is it a brand new piece? Uh, no, it's been around the uh, western BC here, southern BC, for probably about seven, eight years now. Uh, it sat for quite a while before we bought it and went through it, and and. Uh, yeah, we've had some pretty good success with it. Ah, so it knows its way around the speedway. It does, yeah. <laughs> it's always handy when you got a piece of equipment that knows where it's going to go, uh, and you get a pilot behind there that uh, that wants to fly it. Uh, are you going to put a lot of emphasis, Daryl, on qualifying uh, with a 300-lap race? Is it going to matter where you qualify? I don't really think it's going to matter that much, you know. I think it's going to be more of a, a strategy to see what the car is going to do in the first 150 laps, and then when we bolt our new tires on there at halfway, make those adjustments to make that that leap forward on the second half. How about the length of the race? 300 laps, man. That's going to be a long race. What's the longest late model race you have ran? Uh, we did the uh, Canada 200 down in Victoria twice, uh, 2019 and 2020. So. It's going to be a fair amount, but uh, it's a little shorter than what Western Speedway was. So the length of the race, I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more uh, endurance, uh, a little bit more harder on me because it's a shorter track. So it's going to be a lot more uh, concentration, I should say. Yeah, a little more physically demanding too, right? Uh, and, and it's going to work out well. Of course, it's coming up at the end of April, April 29th and the 30th. 
Uh, Weather-wise, it should be just about perfect uh, with it being a night race. Uh, It should be nice and comfortable inside that race car. I'm hoping so, yeah. It gets pretty hot in there on a good day, so... The cooler the temperature, the better for me. You do realize that this is the desert, and with you guys all saying that the weather's going to be nice, it's going to be like 30 degrees that day. I, I yeah, can, I can see it. I, I can see it. I can see it. You know, everybody, it's like when everybody prays that it, uh, you know, it isn't going to be muggy and humid. Well, what is it? Muggy and humid, right? It's just the way that it is. Uh, Daryl, looking at, uh, at at the the overall layout, um, is it everything that a racer like you could ask for uh, from from the schedule and layout of, of the event itself? Yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, you uh, if you don't make the qualifying, you're not totally out. you got a couple of last-chance qualifier, last-chance main events there to get back into it. So I'm hoping not to do any more laps than I have to to get sure. into the 300. Just get out there, get the pole, and set it back over in your pit and watch the show, right? You betcha. Get in the lawn chair and put your feet up. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Uh, how about sponsorship on that beautiful 34 car? Who you got? Yeah, we got uh, Nelly's Pub, Northwood Liquor Store, Northwood Plaza Hotel and Banquet Room, uh, Anavada Inn and Suites, Sign Tech Industries for all the signings on it, Western Gasco and Country 97 FM. You got to love it. Uh, sounds like you're well decaled up. How about crew-wise? Uh, have you got the crew all picked out, the same guys that you've been racing with or uh, that, that that have been working for you for a while, or how about the crew? Uh, yeah. Uh, Keenan Magnet's my crew chief. He come, We got together back in 17 when we started doing street stops. I've known him for over 20 years, though, and, and uh, we've tried to get a car together so we can race together but never have. And then this deal come up with the street stock, and now we're into a, a late model. And he, uh, he definitely knows how to set a car up for me, and I don't have to second question anything he does. And then uh, for my crew, I got mostly family, my brother and my sister, and uh, a couple of guys that have been around my life for a long time that I think is brothers as well. So it's, uh, it's a good crew. Daryl, it's going to be outstanding. I know we can't wait to get out to BC to be with you guys. Uh, plan on meeting everybody uh, Thursday night and then, of course, Friday, Saturday. Uh, there are going to be two outstanding history-making Canadian short track nights. Uh, going to be right off the chart. It will be broadcast live on Racetimeradio.com and then on Saturday night for the 300 and I might add, for the Street Stock 100, the Western Rattler 100, both of those main events are going to be live on Sirius XM right across Canada and the U.S. Uh, it's going to be a hoot. I know fans are going to be, uh, we'll be right into it. Uh, it's going to be something special, I can guarantee you that. When do you plan on rolling in to Penticton Speedway? Uh, we're going to be going down there. We'll be down there Thursday afternoon to get a little bit of of a practice in Thursday night, get a feel for the track, and then uh, do whatever adjustments we have to do to to get that pole position on Friday. Ah, there you go. Uh, it's going to be uh, incredible. Uh, I know I look forward to meeting you and the crew. Uh, it's going to be uh, just one of those races that I believe uh, we're, we're all going to be talking about for a while. We're going to be excited to get there. Uh, Brad Mann, part of the broadcast team, coming all the way in out of New Brunswick. Uh, Brad, seven-time champion out there on the East Coast. I know he's chomping at the bit to get to BC uh, to see what everybody's got out there and to see this mega event. 
Uh, Daryl, we've enjoyed the time here tonight on Race Time Radio. Thanks so much for it. Yeah, thank you. You betcha. Uh, watch for the 34 junior. He is going to be one to keep your eye on. He's had success at Penticton. He's got his car ready to go. Sounds like a crafty veteran. You know, it, it's funny. You, you, we've been doing the show for, what, 15 years now? 16? 16. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, you still come across names. I, we've never talked to Daryl Horwath before. Never. And, you know, he's he's on the show. And uh, uh, super cool. Um, you know, we've we've always covered the West Coast, and, and this is going to be an opportunity to really see it, you know, as, as you know, it, with our own eyes. And... Um, with the you know the the actual event itself um you can hear the excitement in everybody's voice this is probably what i'm going to say the 11th person that we've talked to about this very event would it be 11 uh, at least yeah, yeah about 11 drivers probably, yeah 11 drivers and more to come lots more to yes, come yes sir uh, between now and and uh, and the 30th but uh, um you know there's there's a tremendous amount of excitement um there's a ton of uh, uh you know you can hear the apprehension when you do ask the question, what are you bringing to the racetrack? Yeah. You know, under that under that rule book and and that that rule umbrella, um, but uh, not apprehension in a bad way, but no, in no. a good way. Sure, you know, you can hear Gonna the keep guys it under wraps. They're they're playing the game, and uh, uh, the neatest part is is that you're going to see. Uh, a tremendous field of cars take the green flag and there's going to be a bunch of differences out on the racetrack there's going to be cars with motor there's going to be cars with turn there's going to be cars that are equal on uh, on both there's going to be you know tire fall off there's going to be degradation there's going to be brake fade there's going to be all that great stuff that you see from a long distance race um with different packages and uh uh, you know, it's going to be the the person to to hold the checkered flag at the end um, is going to be the one that plays every card the right way, and uh, it's going to be exciting to watch. You can hear it; it's already shaping up to be a crown jewel event. Can you imagine uh, what it's going to be like? Uh, it, I guess you're going to want to just stay on the lead lap uh, for that uh, for for the first two hundred laps, right? Just stay on the lead lap. You don't have to lead it; just stay on the lead lap. And uh, then you got to hit that go switch. But when are you going to hit that go switch? You're going to try and do it with 50 to go. You're going to do it with 20 to go. Uh, it, it, who knows? Who knows? All those answers will be done when we're out there and uh, when we see what everybody's got. Well, I think, you know, the, the way that these cars are built now and the way that everything is, w when it comes time for a late model, when you bolt on that second set of tires, um, really you're going to try to save as much as you can in the first stint. And I'm talking from the first drop of the green flag after that 150 mark uh, to the yellow, to the next yellow. Right. You're going to try to save as much as you can. But uh, uh, really, in late model racing today, if you try to save a whole lot, you're going you're gonna to give up too much track position. And, uh, you know, the, the guys up front are going to set the pace. And, and uh, you know, I don't think that you're going to be saving a whole lot once you get past that halfway mark. You're going to have to go. And, uh, unfortunately, the guy with the motor, the guy with the little bit heavier car is going to have to play that game a little bit stronger than the, the guy with the crate. Um, but the guy with the crate is going to have to go. And um, you're just going to have to be flat out. And you're going to have to do 150 qualifying laps especially with the way that that pavement is. You know, we've talked to Trevor, we've talked to Riley uh, about that pavement, and, and there's a lot of grip in it. And, uh, you know, it's not going to rip the tires out from underneath it. 
Um, so it's going to be interesting. I, I think that uh, overall, um, you know, your your go button is going to be that 150 mark, and and no matter where you're at, you're gonna you're gonna be full out. You're gonna be doing qualifying laps from there on out. Yeah, Trevor, this weekend actually, uh, they're, they're texting with them back and forth just to find out what's happening out there. Uh, Trevor is down at Tri City Raceway, uh, the Apple Cup is oh, this yeah. weekend. That's where Trevor's hanging out. No, he's not racing in it. He's down there just watching. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, picking up on things and, uh, and and how some of these big events operate. This is going to be brand new for Trevor as well and his whole staff at Penticton Speedway. So uh, it, it's going to be a real experience all the way around. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. We'll try and catch up with Trevor Siebert. We'll get him back on the show maybe next week and get an update. Uh, it's been, what, about a month yep. uh, since we've talked to Trevor. So it'd be kind of cool to catch up with him. Really, Trevor has been a part of so many big events in his in his tenure of, oh, of being a driver. Absolutely. You know, when you when you think about it, you know, the, the organization and the, the you know, all of the things that it takes to make a, a big event go, you need to be comfortable at big events in order to make that happen. And, you know, you think of races like the Snowball Derby. You think of races like the IWK 250. There's a lot of little things that trigger throughout that weekend that, that make those events successful. And it's keeping the lines short in the fry line and, and keeping the tech line moving and all of those things, right? Yep, it's it's yep. all the planning. Uh, it's the parking the night before so that, you know, the, the, you know, you're not, you're not worrying about that in the morning. It's, it's all those little things that go into it. Um, Trevor knows all those things. Yes. You know, he's yep. been a part of it. He's probably going to be really in the grand scheme of things over prepared He's going to do a lot of things that the big top tier series do consistently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that that event is going to run seamless. By all accounts, everything to do with the RS1 series. And I know it's not just Trevor, but Trevor's going to have an integral part in, in the entire deal. Um, you know, I, I, the RS1 series runs without a hitch every single time. And this is going to be no different. And uh, they don't have to prepare every car in the field. So yeah. it's uh, it's going to be neat to see. I'm really looking forward to uh, to to seeing how everything comes together. And, uh, you know, it's a big event when guys are leaving on a Thursday and getting there on a Thursday just to do some racing. Oh, can't wait. I can tell you that, everybody. Join us. Join us out in Penticton. Be a great time to take a little four-day weekend and come on out and join us. Uh, guaranteed to be a blast. We're going to hit this final break when we come back. We got another driver. Tony Lambert is going to join us right here, live on Race Time Radio, on the other side of the break. Everybody, this is Tom Walters, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. 
it's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super Red Pro Late Model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and super pro late models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the street stock 100 and a super pro late model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. And Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. Uh, won't be long, everybody, and we will be back to you live from the track. As a matter of fact, April 29th and April 30th is the Western Rattler 300 and the Western Rattler 100 street stock race. Uh, it's going to be off the charts. Uh, our next guest is going to attempt to get in to uh, the 300. His name is is Tony Lambert. Tony, welcome to Race Time Radio, bud. We've never had you on here, but welcome. Well, I'm glad to be here, my friends, and to all my Motorhead friends out there. Well, let's just turn left. I can't wait for April. <laughs> it won't be long now, buddy. We're just about on it. Uh, tell us a bit about you, Tony. How long have you been racing? Uh, I know you're out of uh, uh, Red Deer, Alberta. Uh, you, uh, wh where do you call home? Like, what, what, what is your home track? My home track is Red Deer, so I just call it Alberta, Wetaskiwin. You know, I've been doing this, you know, I, I could, I could collect CPP, but let's put it that way. I'm, uh, <laughs> I've been out there a long time. I haven't been in the seat for three years with all this stuff that's going on. 
But I'm telling you, I'm fit and I'm ready to go. Now, wait a minute now. Like, I, I know it's a 300. Out west here, we usually do 150s. I was hoping to talk to Trevor and see if we can get 10 minutes, enough for me to get a, a little bit maybe of a break at something before I go back out there if I do get into the show. But let's play everybody here and let's all give her. It's going to be a fantastic show. Uh, incredible. Uh, so you, uh, with the pandemic, uh, shut down a lot of race teams. Sounds like uh, you were one of them uh, that was on the sideline. Uh, the car that you've got to go for the uh, Western Rattler 300, Tell us a little bit about that car that you've got. What car number are you? And uh, I guess you've had lots of time to go from bumper to bumper on that baby. Uh, you know, we've had a bunch of cars. I still, the one I'm bringing out is a, a fairly old Hampty, if you remember. Uh, you know, I uh, talked to Robert uh, just before uh, I quit racing in 18. Well, everything was happening. I'm sorry to say he passed away. Uh, but you know what? We're going to bring one of his cars he built, and we're going to see if we can get it in there qualified. I think we have the setup. Now, I've never raced Penticton, but a good friend of mine, Grant Brown, which is also from Red Deer here, he went out for the last show, and I think he's raced there a few times. And uh, he did fairly well the last fall. So uh, I think just, you know, I've been doing a lot of video, watching a lot from the track. We'll go there for practice. Uh See how fast we can get that car, and I, I want in that 300. So, first of all, I'd like to say thanks to Grant for getting me involved with knowing about Penticton, and uh, and also for everybody out there, Grant out of Red Deer does have Madco locks, and if anybody wants security on their trailer, please take a look at Madco locks. It really helps him race, and he's a good racer also. That's ah, cool. There and if go. there's if there's one guy that can make a car turn, it was it was grumpy, and that was that was uh, uh, Mr. Hamke himself. Uh, it's uh, it, you know there's still quite a few of those. So is it a, is it a straight rail Hamke car or is it a perimeter Hamke car? What what is it? No, it's it's a straight rail. So when, you know you, you know when, when I got you, on the phone when I first got it, I phoned him because he's out of Canapolis, one of my favorite drivers. We all know who that is. But anyway, you know. Robert always had a dry sense of humor, but, man, he was a funny man. Oh, we were yeah. on the phone for 55, 55 for 60 minutes, and I don't even think we talked about the car. I had to think I had to wait till the next time I called him to get a rear clip for the car. That's... So, yeah, great gentleman, great history. So uh, let's hope that just for Robert up there I can uh, get this thing qualified and get into this show. That's too cool. Tony, what would it mean to you to go to Victory Lane at Penticton in what is going to be a historic day of racing, the Western Rattler 300? What would it mean to you to hit Victory Lane, buddy? You know, I've been chasing Victory Lane for 25 years, but only have a handful of them. We all know what it's like to win. And I would, you know, to the fact that at my age right now, if I was to win that, I'd almost be ready to hang it up. I'm telling you, this is... This is going to be a great race, but the reason I got into racing anyway was so that all the racers out there on this racetrack, the people in racing, the industry as it is, they're just great people. I used to take my family all the time, and we used to camp there, and it's just a great, great time. Uh, the people are fantastic. The people on the stand, you couldn't ask for any better, so... I'm just looking forward, to be quite honest, gentlemen, it would mean everything to win this race, but I'm just looking forward to getting back to some of my racer friends and the racer crowds out there and having some fun.
but we're all one big family. It doesn't matter where you call home in this country. If you're into short track racing, we're all one. Uh, and, you know, everybody's individual when they're on that racetrack. When you guys put those brain buckets on, uh, it's every man for himself. But I'll tell you, I've seen you guys get in trouble more than once. And uh, the guy that you were just scrapping with on the track is over there helping you put it back together because he wants to try and beat you again, right? You bet. And it's, and it's like that. I mean, you know, as a racer, you know in this race that if something breaks for you to win this race or even get back on the lead lap, it's a tough time. That's not the reason that we bring all the parts in our trailer that we bring. It's for our buddies out there that break down before qualifying or something that we've got a part for them or they've got a part for us. We all got each other's back. Tony Lambert is with us on the hotline. Tony, uh, sponsorship on the zero. Who have you got that's going to be supporting you, bud? Well, gentlemen, um, uh, it's me. How about that? Um, We have just put up a, a new YouTube page and a new TikTok page showing us going to, uh, to this race in particular, we also do a lot of other racing. So I'm open down the line. You'll you'll uh, come and visit us at Tea Time Motorsports on YouTube. Take a look at what we're doing, and that's about my sponsorship for now. We do have some other people, but because we decided, you know, within the last eight weeks to go to this race, I'm more concerned about just getting there. Yeah. When do you plan on rolling into Penticton Speedway? Practice, of course, is going to roll Thursday night. Are you coming in Thursday? Oh, I'll be there Thursday. If we don't get there Wednesday night, in fact, I'm so eager, I might even be there a week before time and practice, but we'll see how the car goes first. <laughs> You'll be ready to go. How about guys on the crew? How many guys you got coming along with you? And are they guys that you have been uh, on your crew for a while, or have you picked up some new guys? The whole team is pretty well new this year. We do have a, a few guys that uh, have definite experience. Our biggest deal is get the car right for the track at the shop. Um, really, to make a call, we can get that thing fast in practice. We're on Friday. Hopefully, it's just keep yourselves clean and have a good qualifying effort. That's our team plan. So we used to have four or five guys, but I'm telling you on our YouTube channel, I've taken our pit cart and I've ordered a bunch of pieces because we don't have a much. I'm going to make that pit cart move on itself with its own motor in and out of the trailer so that we <laughs> don't have enough guys to pull it. But anyway. You'll be all set. I can't wait to uh, to, to, to watch you go out there. Uh, we'll be out for the whole deal, man. We're flying in on Thursday, and uh, we, we just honestly can't wait to meet all, all of you guys, uh, and I know the rest of Canada is going to be tuned in. If they can't be at Penticton, you can bet your boots you're going to be tuned in to find out how you make out, Tony. Well, I very much appreciate it, gentlemen. I appreciate that you're going to be there. I'll look you up as soon as you get there. Please, if you need anything, don't hesitate to call me. Um, and, uh, boy, I'm just... I'm as eager as a beaver, I'm telling you. Wow. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Tone, thanks for the time tonight on Race Time. You take it easy, safe travels, and we'll see you at Penticton Speedway. We'll see you that Thursday, gentlemen. You enjoy yourself and be safe.
Well, you <laughs> bet. Awesome. Wow, watch this guy go, Junior. He is fired up and ready to go for this race. I could listen to him talk all night. Me He's, too. He is enthusiastic and fired up, and as he should be. This is going to be a big race, and um, yeah, definitely pretty cool. I am on their uh, on their YouTube. Uh, d- definitely check it out. He's got a really neat shop here. Uh, some really neat equipment. Uh, you can tell. I don't know if it's his grandson or or if it's. Uh, I don't know who he is in relation, but. A young man working on a go-kart uh uh and and you know got her got her all ripped down and and stripped down so um and a little bit of sanding and priming and uh just getting ready to go and you can tell that they're gonna you know basically spotlight the build of getting ready to to the uh uh to the rattler 300 so uh definitely pretty cool and and uh man a a diverse cast of characters eh when you talk about when you talk about the different characters that that you're gonna see on the racetrack there's there's some quiet you know, uh, reserved individuals that we've had on the program. There's some some exciting individuals, you know, that are that are really like audible and fired up. And uh, there's you know guys that are you know that are crafty veterans. There's there's guys that haven't turned a whole lot of laps at Penticton. Um, you know, when you when you talk about the the list of people that you're going to see on the racetrack, I've heard a couple of uh, you know rumblings that Jason White's got his deal fired up and and got a program going for for him. Uh, of course, NASCAR Pinty Series, NASCAR Camper World Truck Series star. Um, uh, you know, I've heard that uh, uh, there's there's a few more uh, surprise names that you're going to hear uh, over the next couple weeks um, that uh, that are also making the the trip out. And um, you know, how just many how many don't we know exactly? You know, there's going to be guys like that too. We won't have a clue that they're going to be at that race until the day. Yep. You roll in the back gate and you'll say, hmm, uh, that, that hauler wasn't here yesterday. Who's yeah, that? Yeah. Who's that? And, the, you know, we talked we talked to Kyle Reed, um, you know, just a few weeks back. That's right. But we haven't heard from Chris Reed. Is That's Chris right. Reed going to be making the trip as well? Are they going to um, have the double stack? Are well, they going to have yeah, two cars in there? Exactly. Is and, it going to be the 8 yeah. and the 42? Yeah, no, it's, I mean... You know, talking about, uh, you know, who to expect and who not to, um, the neat part is I don't know. And uh, it's, I know that there's going to be a lot of cars. <laughs> That's for sure. That's the name of the game. Of course, the Western Rattler 300 is the race at Penticton. But don't forget, the street stocks are also going to be highlighted on this huge weekend. It's going to be the Western Rattler 100 for the street stock, guys. It doesn't matter where you're from. The street stocks... Uh, like you, you could be on the other end. You could be on Newfoundland, and say, you know what? I'm gonna make a trip across Canada, and I'm gonna jump into that race. The it, it's it, the potential is there, Junior, for street stocks and late models. That's the cool part. Trevor hasn't just focused in and gave all the glory to just the late model guys. He's opened it up. This is gonna be cool. Uh, it'll be interesting. Let's face it, the street stock guys are the future. Those are the ones that you're going to see come out in the late models in a few years, next year, whatever. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, the, the overall the overall scope of the event, 
Um, it's not, it's not just a one day show, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, um, there's going to be, you know, the, the party atmosphere the night uh, before the big show and, and then obviously the night after the big show as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, you know, the, uh, we haven't talked to him about the camping aspect and, and how much camping there's going to be but by the sounds of it. There's going to be a lot. Oh, I wouldn't and, doubt uh, it. You're going to want to pack your yeah, quick wicks. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, you can, uh, well, I mentioned quick quick. I want to also remind you, too, Cottage Life, uh, they're going to be at the show. You can also catch them at Motorama. If you've not met Dave and Frank from Quickwick, stop by their display. Uh, great guys, great supporters of racing, great supporters of Racetime Radio. Uh, Got to love Quickwick. And uh, Junior, by the temperature in here tonight, I'd say my Quickwick did another fine job today. If you light the fire next week, I quit. <laughs> I swear, if I come down the stairs and the fire is rolling, I quit. I don't care what the temperature is outside. It could be it, minus 35. It wasn't that hot. It's You said it right before going on the air. You're like, oh, you like how nice and cool it is down here? It was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Now it's 18,000 degrees in this well, damn studio. It's the equipment in the studio. I, I promise blame... we will be out in the bigger part of the studio next week. Thanks, Quickwick, for burning me out. <laughs> Frank, Frank would get a good kick out of that. Oh yeah, you know what? It, it is, it is funny because it, the fire wasn't rolling all that good until we started talking about it. <laughs> My lord, man, it's cooking now. She's warm. Yeah, yeah. It's not winter time in the race time radio studios. It is outside, not uh, not inside. That's for sure. Well, it's time to get to the track, and when you do, uh, it's all part of the experience, right? Is sitting around that campfire. How many times have we done that? I've never done it. Oh yeah, you've never done that. I've never. I don't remember it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to say that. You don't remember it. Uh, just amazing. Uh, we've got another, uh, it was another great show tonight, man. Uh, got to thank all of our guests tonight uh, for coming on. Alex Stagliani. We got to get Alex some more time on here. He's got lots to say, and uh, it's all worth it, man. We like well, he's in the right direction, and and you know he, he he speaks for the entire industry when he speaks. He always has, he always will. Um, he's an ambassador for the sport, and and you know it's uh, he he texted offline a little bit, and for sure we have to get him back on the program. There's still lots more to say. He's got a couple pieces left to get his season ske- like to uh, get his stitch thing. together. Yep. Yep. Um, by all accounts, looks like he's going to be back behind the wheel of the number eighteen. Um, and uh, you know when you look at at it uh, he said a lot of things tonight that you know are are not controversial at all that are that are very pointed and, and well, they're just straight and, up and it's common sense up. it's common sense stuff and and uh, i i agree wholeheartedly 100 percent with him with everything if you didn't if you're just tuning in now uh go back to racetimeradio.com uh, it should be uploaded in about an hour uh, you know from now yep. hour and a half from now uh, you can catch the entire interview with uh, Alex Tagliani right off the top of the show and, and then uh, we lost just a, <laughs> just a great show just a a great interview and and uh, definitely a lot to uh, a lot to look forward to you bet uh, Matt Vaughn also joined the show tonight out on Canada's east coast getting ready for that east coast international pro stock tour Man, I sure hope we hear from them, guys. Uh, like to do uh, those races as well. We'll find out more as the week unfolds. Mike Kariniak Jr., uh, Daryl, of course, uh, he did a great job. The 34 car, watch for him in this big race. And, of course, uh, of course, Tony Lambert right at the end there. Uh, it's going to be dynamite. We'll try and grab Trevor Siebert next week on the show. 
get you an update right from the sea, uh, right from the track, uh, and we'll see how things are uh, coming together. Uh, but that's going to do it for us tonight in the Race Time Radio Studio. Got to thank Susie Q right here for hooking us up with all of our guests. Uh, Scotty, back in Toronto. Thanks, Scotty. You did a great job. Uh, I am Joe Chisholm Sr. He's Junior. And that does it for us tonight. Have a good week, everybody. Uh, Get ready. Uh, Make those plans. Join us at Penticton. Uh, It's going to be a great time. You don't want to miss it. But that does it for us tonight. We'll catch you next Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sirius XM Channel 167. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 